Road Tripping fans, homage t-shirts are as ferocious as the dunks or bangouts Richard and Channing throw down from time to time. In their softness, can't even be matched. Homage has been turning back the clock with throwback tees for years. From the NBA to the ultimate warrior, you know, the tee that LeBron wore on the plane after leading the Cavs to its first title the city had seen in over 50 years. Well, Homage tells the stories of triumph, individualism, and hustle, preserving the old school and creating new legacies. Go to homage.com, that's H-O-M-A-G-E, and pay homage with your favorite tee. Be sure to check out the NBA GM tees and one exclusively made for me and you. Better yet, three other tees designed specific to the road tripping fam you'll want to check out. We're road tripping at homage.com. Welcome to another edition of Road Trippin' Richard versus Channing. I'm your host, Allie Clifton, and here on episode 60, it's Team Richard taking over, and we promise it is not as awkward as the title of the episode may make it seem. Yeah, Jameer Nelson and Richard have been NBA teammates before, Dallas Mavericks together to be exact, and yes, just a few short months ago, their paths crossed yet again. But as they always say, when one door closes, another one opens. But then another one opened as well. And so as the Nuggets take on the Pelicans tonight in New Orleans, the two vets had a chance to catch up before the first meeting of the season a couple weeks ago. And like I said, they make it everything but awkward. Rather, it was an insightful conversation into the business side of the game as well as the personal side of these two pros. So Richard, Katie, Jameer, take it away, guys. Okay. Thanks, Allie. Here we have uh, another first. I don't think ever in the history of the NBA, uh, two guys have had to sit down and talk, talk things out <laughs> after one was waived so the other one could come in. You know it's a boxing ring, up, ring upstairs, right? I think we're different weight classes. <laughs> I would agree with that. Uh, yeah, we actually might be the same we weight class. <laughs> I've seen your little stocky guys. I feel like, yeah, but you'd be like the Mike Tyson, like just yeah, short and yeah. just, how tall are you now? Honestly, six honestly. three. With my shoes on. No, I'm joking. I know. 5'11". 5'11", yeah. You say how tall are you now like he's like grown I, in like the last year. Like yeah. Well, now, I, you know, we haven't seen each other in a while. Yeah. Um, how are things... It seems like any time your name comes up, like the, cha- the team that I'm on changes me because of you <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> yeah, because we showed up in Dallas. We was like we, next we, to each other we, in the locker that, room laughing. And that was, we, we were having a good time. I think that's what it was. We were having too much fun in Dallas. I mean, we had a number one offense in NBA history at the time, and they got rid of me because of you. Well, yes, but understand that, like, they can only control one of us at a time. <laughs> and they felt like... I was, more, they, I was more of a threat. You were much more of a threat because you were playing more. You were <laughs> right. playing more. I wasn't. Right. So they're like, well, we can not play Richard and keep him at bay. Right. Right. Like that was, I think that was really, really the, the main goal. What? Wait, how did you end up? What, who did they trade you for? Rondo. I was in Boston for like two and a half weeks. Oh, I forgot. Then I came to Denver for, you know, my good stand I had. What three years it was? Three I don't years, know. Yeah, yeah, three years. Good three years. Um, so, so for the people that we're going to rewind this. So it was domino effects, mm-hmm. and, and as we should, we should blame Pat Riley. And the reason why we should blame Pat Riley is because uh, he fucked up the negotiations uh, with D Wade, which he apologized, and then he went to Chicago. D Wade went to Chicago. Uh, he called their bluff. As we all know, that worked out beautifully. Uh, and then during the buyout, D Wade now becomes a free agent one of LeBron's best friends and so he comes in which ultimately 
forces me out. Right. Right, forces me out of a place where, hey, sorry, I won a championship and went to two NBA finals. Cool, no big deal, no one cares. And then I'm a free agent now, and they are looking to play. Denver's like, we have two guys that we drafted in the top 10 that are both point guards. But we would like to play them, but obviously we have Jameer, you're a talented guy. And, but we still need better in leadership. We want somebody in. Well, if we wave Jameer and bring Richard in, um, then all of a sudden that will put Coach in a position to have to play uh, the two young guys. <laughs> right. Uh, but what people don't understand is that uh, as much as we want to blame fucking Pat Riley, um, who I grew up loving as, as a Laker fan. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Pat, for, for messing up that D-Wade negotiation two years ago. Do you see how it's still affecting people and what's going on? When they told me, they were told me they were working on some things, and they and I thought you'd be here. You were literally the only guy I knew on this team, and I was like, Jameer? Oh yeah, yeah, I I, I can hang out with Jameer, yeah. Yeah, uh, no, I, I mean, I kind of knew just going to the season that I probably wouldn't be in Denver throughout the entire season, just because I know at some point they had to let the two young guys grow. Yeah. It happened for me when I was younger. Um, I, I was playing in front of Carlos Arroyo, Keon Dooling, who both were talented guys. And if I would mess up in a game, the coach would sit me down and play those two guys. And uh, what the general manager did was took both of those guys away and forced the coach to play me. So I understand the business side of it. Uh, the timing was fucked up. The timing was really fucked up. No, how about yeah. this? I saying, the timing was fucked up for both of us. Right. Because I get, I get traded, or I get traded to Atlanta, and I'm like, I'm not going to Atlanta. Right. Right? And they knew it. There was, nah. that was part, I was like, I'm not going to Atlanta. And that's no disrespect. I love Bud. Ken Bazemore is a good friend of mine. Like, I, I respect what they're doing, but they just let go of Paul. They just let go of Tim. They traded Kyle. You know, they, they just let go of a bunch of guys because they're in a different phase. But they're road tripping, though. But they are road tripping, and so that's all that matters. Road tripping NBA, holla. Uh, <laughs> shout out to your boys. Uh, but so it was kind of in a spot where it was like they were trying to do things to keep me, mm-hmm. and it didn't work out. And so I gave them the opportunity. I'm like, I'll wait to the last minute to give you guys the opportunity if you right. guys are trying to keep me. But... I basically get traded. I basically get traded and waived before opening day, right? right? Where it just is like shit. The difference between you and I is that you're a point guard. Everyone needs a point guard, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I, the, the good thing is, um, you know, I had a pretty good, solid season last year. So teams, you know, I had about nine, ten teams that called me immediately, and then afterwards, te- other teams were calling saying, "Are we in?" Or and I'm like, I'm, "I made my mind up." Yeah. Um, you know, and part of part of that was I'm playing with two monsters. I mean, yeah. two guys who average 25 plus and 10, 12 rebounds, which is pretty much unheard of in the history of the NBA. Yeah. So. Um, oh yeah, we had a couple of guys that that were kind of claiming like they they were a little sick today and shooting around. We don't have to name any names. <laughs> I, I, I see they the got guy, the itis. Yeah, they got the itis. Yeah, 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 so a couple guys, guys had itis. Before. Yeah. So so all you guys, uh, all the fans out there in the NBA, it's called the itis. <laughs> Whenever someone is coming to town that is a monster in your position, and you are in a position, and you see that guy in that position, either oh yeah, my ankle doesn't feel right, <laughs> or oh coach, I style, oh you got the forty-eight minute flu, huh? Yeah. Once this forty-eight minutes goes by, you're gonna be fine. Okay? See, I've seen that happen. Uh, when I was in Orlando a lot when people had to come in there and play against Dwight yeah um, but what happened was like you said they would have the flu for that game yeah and, and play be- the next game and because it was always teams that had to come do the Florida swing play Orlando Miami they would play the next night yeah they'd be hilarious hilarious yeah. oh yeah but that's what it started off with the Shaq guys yeah Shaq like, like Shaq and, and you know MJ like yeah. you know, all these jokes like hey listen when MJ comes to town 
don't bring your family. <laughs> don't do all that stuff because you're going to look up and see your family like cheering or making faces and shit. And it's just like, yo, you're going to go home pissed off. You're like, man, dad, Michael was amazing. He's like, you want to you live with him? <laughs> what you want to do? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, no, no. It, one of the things like, you know, we, we I've been doing this podcast now for almost a year and people don't, this is an inside look. This is an inside look from the standpoint of like, no one has ever sat and had a conversation. It's like, hey, I got waved and now I'm here. Right. You, you know, to, to come in. You got waved because I came in. Well, not because of me, but, but you got waved to give the young guys an opportunity. Jamal and Mood. And it's like GMs look at it from the standpoint of like, hey, like, you know, we want to play the young guys. Right. And, and the only way to survive in this league is to understand that. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't know how understanding you are. I mean... <laughs> I've grown to be understanding. Um, maybe three years ago, I would have been really pissed off. Yeah. Four years ago, I would have been really pissed off. But like I said, the, the more I've been around the game and been around um, the front office and, and coaches and stuff like that, I understand that it's a business. I understand the business side of it a lot better than a lot of guys just because I've been moved around so much over the last four or five years. No, but that's so, what happens. You go like you go a long stint, yeah. and then all of a sudden you just have to bounce, 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 bounce. Well, I mean, how can I complain? I was in Orlando for 10 years. It was my, it was my decision to leave. Uh, I didn't really uh, like what was going on there with the, uh, the, the whole change, the things that they tried yeah, they to They bought you out, right? Yeah, they bought me out, but I asked for the buyout. Like, yeah. I, I literally, could, literally could have stayed if I really wanted to. I could have forced them to, you know, to keep me there, but I was like, I'm they done. They tried to get you in Cleveland, didn't they? Yeah, my first year in Dallas was yeah. your first year in Dallas, yeah. and that was the first year. And they were trying to get you to come Tom in. Trying to get me to go to Cleveland. What the what? What the fuck, man? Everybody make mistakes, man. It was a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> had, I showed up the next year. I we, know. Either That's way, then we would have had a good. We would have had a good living. You mean when you, you agreed to the deal and then backed out to Dallas? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I agree to this the DeAndre Jordan. Yeah, well, yeah, because I went and was like, yeah, this doesn't look like yeah, it's going to work out yeah, too well for yeah, me. Yeah. yeah, well, it wasn't a mistake. If DeAndre Jordan and Chandler. It's a business decision. It's a business decision. And I told Mark Cuban at the time, I was like, Mark, like, I'm not that guy. No, it, it is different having no other guys to talk to. So, you know, other Parsons, you had Dirk, who's hilarious. Monte. Monte. We had a lot of personalities. Yeah. So it's like our personalities don't stand out as much because right. we're just kind of one of the – we right. fit in. We fit in. In, in that group. Um, but when you get to here, and it's just like I'm looking around, and like so I'm in your locker. I, I Not only did they get get you the fuck out of here, they gave me your locker too. Right? I, I cherry on top. Cherry on top. Oh, man. What's your number? 14. Yeah, I was going to take that. No, you were <laughs> I had number one here. Gary got fourteen. Yeah. So I was I was going to I was going to take your number also, but they they didn't let that fly. So every year, millions of people receive the least like gift of all time underwear but we still give it to our family and our loved ones who just don't want it but maybe it's not that underwear is the problem rather it's the kind of underwear we are giving so let me tell you about me undies the only underwear that makes for an amazing gift and that from my own personal experience is no stretch of the imagination in fact i'll make sure those who are receiving gifts from me this year get to experience exactly what i'm talking about Unlike any other, MeUndies have a soft, flexible waistband, are three times softer than cotton, and are made with natural, sustainable source fiber. Let's be honest, what more could you possibly want in terms of being comfortable around the holidays? 
MeUndies Made Underwear, the perfect gift that everyone is going to love you for. So this year, don't give underwear, give MeUndies. Better yet, this holiday season, to get your exclusive 20% off the softest underwear and socks, that's right, socks included, that you'll ever wear, free shipping and a 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash road. That's MeUndies.com slash road. Um, no, but... No, it, it is different, the dynamic. So yeah. I went from the an old vet locker room to, like, one of the younger teams in the NBA. Yeah. Like, you went from, like, younger team to now guys that are good mm-hmm. but still on the getting into the prime. Right. You know, how yeah. are you handling that? Good. I mean, I'm handling it well. I mean, I, one thing I, I think helps me out is I know who I am. Mm-hmm. And if, if you don't, if you're bouncing around in any job, then you can get lost. You can get lost in the sauce. It's one of those things, like I said, I know I'm going to come in, I'm going to play a certain amount of minutes, I'm going to get some shots, a couple threes. I mean, I just, I'm not like, hey, I'm going out here, I need to get 20 shots up. You know what I'm saying? I know my role. Um, Which is one of the most important things, knowing your role knowing your as role. you get older. Knowing your role. Yeah. It's and like, you have to accept it too. So I've seen different teams in this league, you know, teams that are, you know, whether it's, you know, the really good teams, like, you know, Boston's playing well, Golden State you know, Cleveland, whoever it is, one thing that people don't understand is not only accepting your role, right. but accepting your role with enthusiasm, mm-hmm. right? Like, enthusiasm is, like, the most important thing. Um, you know, and that goes that goes on every level. High school, Katie, you played in college. Yep. You know, like, that. that's one of the most important things is just, like, accepting your role with enthusiasm. Even if you don't like it, like, I don't like this shit, right. but I'm going to do this to right. the best of my ability. Right. Well, I think that expands off the court too I mean you guys are talking about as veterans in the league how your voices have changed in the locker room Mm -hmm. you have to adjust based on the personalities and what you're dealing with in that situation too yeah 100% and your personality is shit (laughs) (laughs) I just want to make sure all the Denver fans are we going to see a tribute video probably not probably not I don't know if I mean I've seen a lot of guys come back to Denver and haven't seen a tribute video I don't know if they like they do that here? Yeah, I might not do that. They might send it to you on your like, email or something. <laughs> like, hey, <laughs> like, hey, thank you. They, they, you they know, they're saving money. Yeah, they're going to save a little bit of money on the video. Yeah, so, yeah. Production. That's not that yeah. hard. Give it to you. Let the candy lady give it to you. So, uh, I, so that is so... Thank you. Um, okay. But her, her, she is unbelievable. She like, is super nice. Like, okay, so... There are certain fans in the NBA, as you know. Right. Um, Katie, you're right. You're right next to... You're right next to... I am right there. Does anybody know her name? Um... I don't know. I haven't formally met her yet. Please formally meet her so we can talk about it. Well, I don't actually get, I'm not on the level of getting a bag of candy yet. But I do get the scraps from the guys because my cart is right by where you guys walk through. So for the fans out there, and there's a lady that always has these signs that like, we love Richard Jefferson. We love Jameer. And for players that come back, she still holds up signs like, hey, we still Vicky, her name is Vicky. Vicky, is it Vicky? Okay, so I haven't had the the opportunity to meet her yet, right? Mm And so, for fans that don't know, basically whenever we come on and off the court, this lady has a bag full of candy. Imagine, like, the first, like, six houses you hit in Halloween. Like, yeah. that's how much candy she has. Well, and each player's name is written on, on the Ziploc. And every game she has a yep. bag, a Ziploc bag full of candy, <laughs> right? And our locker room is littered with candy wrappers. And it's just like, like, Vicky, I know you mean well. 
But this is not what we should be eating pre-game. Some protein game. bars it's, and yeah, some that's veggies. That's what I'm saying. It's like, no, no, that, that, that's crazy. I can't believe the coaches like that shit. Fly. The coaches, Pop, the Pop coaches eat it. Yeah, coaches eat everybody. They get their like, own. Like Popovich or somebody like yeah. that, Pat Riley, they would have they kicked her out of the arena. <laughs> so you try and give my players candy like before the game? That's yeah. Funny. No, no, that, she is she, very, she very has sweet. A great, she has a really, really big heart. Yeah. And she's, I mean, I, I didn't know her. You know, I got drafted here. And I got traded. I have no idea. Yeah, I got that doesn't count. No, listen, listen. Let me tell you. Me, this is, this is the, the point. So I, I got drafted and, and traded draft night. So when my first time coming here, she was outside with, with a sign saying, we love you, Jameer. So I was like, what the hell? Yeah. And then it was like, you know, it's just her thing. Anybody, anytime somebody's like. Associated. Right. With associated the with the Nuggets, then she's like, we love you. Yeah. And like, if you notice, like, she has to sign up for everybody and she won't put it down until you wave to her. Until you wave to her. Right. I just realized that. Yeah. That's I, the key. I, yeah, that's the key is that you have to wave to her. Yeah. So, uh, so I walk off the court. Like, I didn't go out there for a while, but I walk off the court at halftime and she hands bags of candy. So she mm-hmm. hands me a bag of candy. I took one Snickers out and so Katie's, uh, like, little, like, uh, cubicle. Little cart. Tar- yeah, with my monitor. It's right there. I, and I handed it to her. After the game, she's like, You don't understand. You saved my <laughs> life. I was like, what are you talking about? She, go ahead. I was so hungry. I can't even begin to describe my timing. I think it was the other late game, too, yeah. that we had earlier this season. So, you know, your schedule changes when you right. get thrown an 830 tip. Yeah. I ate way too early that day. I was starving <laughs> in the tunnel. Yeah. And Richard walks by and tosses me that candy. And I just wanted to get on. I was so thankful. Well, it was because I, my willpower with certain things is not is not great, right? Alcohol, candy, probably a few other things I can't talk about on this podcast, but I'm still trying to stay somewhat professional. Like, by the way, I, I got a stop sign tattooed on my hand. Like, look at this. So that I would stop drinking, right? Like, but it doesn't work. But I was going to say, does it doesn't, work? No, it doesn't work, but it's still funny. But that's what I'm saying. The stop sign is because, the stop sign is because I have a very low like ability to like stop myself from doing things so i, I took out so one extra yeah i took out one piece and then just gave i was like who is the first person i didn't want to throw it in the trash because i feel like she takes the time and yeah. i'm telling there's like 12 different types and she says if you tell me what you like she'll give it to you, she'll give it to you. Mm-hmm. um we used to save them we used to save them. it was a locker next to mine we always everybody would take out a piece or two or whatever and then um you know during the course of practice days and stuff like that guys mm-hmm. would go in the locker and you get whatever they like yeah, I would charge them twenty dollars a year. Twenty dollars a year yeah. initiation fee. <laughs> initiation fee to get whatever you like. Whatever you like for the rest of the year. Um, I, you don't look like you have the body type to really consume a lot of candy. I mean, I'm, I shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll get in a steam room afterwards, sweat oh. it out. Every year, millions of people receive the least like gift of all time underwear but we still give it to our family and our loved ones who just don't want it but maybe it's not that underwear is the problem rather it's the kind of underwear we are giving so let me tell you about me undies the only underwear that makes for an amazing gift and that from my own personal experience is no stretch of the imagination in fact i'll make sure those who are receiving gifts from me this year get to experience exactly what i'm talking about Unlike any other, MeUndies have a soft, flexible waistband, are three times softer than cotton, and are made with natural, sustainable source fiber. Let's be honest, what more could you possibly want in terms of being comfortable around the holidays? MeUndies made underwear, the perfect gift that everyone is going to love you for. So this year, don't give underwear, give MeUndies. Better yet, this holiday season, to get your exclusive 20% off the softest underwear and socks, that's right, socks included, that you'll ever wear, free shipping and a 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash road. That's MeUndies.com slash road. 
Uh, so, uh, how's the family, man? Fam's good, man. Kids getting big. My son is taller than me. That doesn't you can say get much. That doesn't say much. But you know, he's taller than me. He's sixteen. That's a big moment. Can he, yeah. can he play As a parent and a kid. Play. Can he we, play? Yeah, we went to an uh, unofficial visit to Bucknell University. Okay. Oh um, my God! College scholarship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's what we're talking about. My my two oldest daughters, uh, they're twelve and nine, and my youngest is five. But the two oldest, I know, I got a lot of kids. You got you got all these kids, and and you're not even that old. Listen, one thing I'm gonna be able to do is play and run around with my kids until they get old. Yeah, because I I got little rich, so uh, we were pregnant with little rich and Dallas. Were you still there when we had them? Uh, No, you just left. Just left. So now I got two little little fucking monsters. (laughs) I got Richard and uh, and little Phoenix. Okay. So. Uh, yeah, no, running around with them is an issue. It's not fun. It's not fun. <laughs> I, one of my friends, he is, he just turned 50. And Dang. yeah. That's sad when your friends are 50. I got old friends, real old. Like, yeah. So he just turned 50 and he is though. a two year old. Yeah. And it's like, he's like, I can't keep up with him. I'm like, I don't, you know, you know, I don't want to be 50 running around with a two year old. No, as you, as, as, and you're right. Like, I'm sitting here, like, his fate, like, one of his favorite sentences is, Daddy up. Right. Daddy up, because I'm sitting. No, because I'm sitting. No, I don't get up. That's why I, I, I like take a ball and throw it. Like, oh, you I play fetch with my. I play fetch with my two year old. No, but he likes to play ball. Like he's right. addicted to hoop, right? So he always wants me. He's like, he was like, you know, like uh, my wife was like, you know, oh, what, you know, what did you say, Daddy was good at? Good at Daddy good at dunk. Daddy good at dunk because I dunked on a little hoop with him. And she was like, what's mommy good at? And he goes. Mommy's good at night night. Mommy's good at night night. Like I was like, so I was like, babe, like he wants you to put, but like he always wants me to play, and I'm like, I'm like, little rich, like I got a game ready, I gotta ice my right. knees. He's like, why? I was like, cause man, I'm kind of old. <laughs> you know, I was like, I gotta go to practice, so I, so you can keep coming to the arena. And he's like, okay, daddy, you can go. See, I, I, I felt like, I mean, you know, when I had my son, he was nine. I mean, I was 19, and he actually seen me. Everything. My, yeah. Everything. So Which college, awesome. right? Awesome. My my daughters for the most part too. So they know, like yeah. they know who I am. They they go to work out with me. They know um, my work ethic. So I, you know, for me, it's a good thing because hopefully that translates to their work. Yeah. I mean, my daughters are softball players. I mean, it's serious. Like travel softball is like serious. Like no, it's like the serious. It's more serious than AAU basketball, in my opinion. No, it's 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 intense and it's shit too. By the way. AU? No, no, no. I, and I'm, I'm not talking about like the women's sports. So yeah. I dated, I dated a girl. I talked about her parents on here that were really intense. Mm-hmm. Uh, her name was Selena Khan. She played, um, she played softball at Texas A&M. But like, she used to come to all my high school games. Mm-hmm. And her parents, like, out of like respect, was like, you know, make sure you come support her. Right. And I was like, yeah, I'll come right. support her. You know, the difference was, <laughs> my games were going on in the winter in a gym in Phoenix. <laughs> yeah. Hers games were going on yeah. in the summer, yeah, outside yeah. in Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah. Whew. So now, like we, we're on a we're on a field for because it's travel. We're on a field for probably eight hours Saturday, eight to ten hours Sunday. Yeah, and you just out sweating bugs. Oh, and just, all of, just oh, it's a it's a monster. Sunscreen everywhere. And, oh. Are they on the same team? No. So me and my wife, <laughs> so you're all every, over the place. we're like split up a lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You don't. Yeah, don't. we see each other in the morning. Like we'll, we'll wake up on Saturday and Sunday. We're probably up at four or five in the morning. What's the name of their teams? Uh, the Banshee's fast pitch. Where is it at? It's in it's Hatboro, Pennsylvania. It's okay, Pennsylvania, right, right outside where I'm where I live. So we were the team was Storm. I think it was the Storm team. So mm-hmm. they so I came up. Uh, I went to school with Jenny Finch, uh, who was they actually a, playing. Her, she has a, she has a field called Diamond Nation yeah. that they play in in Jersey. Yeah. So me me Jenny Luke Walton we were all freshmen uh, mm-hmm. the first year at Arizona. And then she she went and had like 
they won the national championship my last year in school we lost in the national championship uh but no arizona is one of like the great like softball schools but yeah shout out jenny what's going on i think it's jenny daigle i think her last name last name is like yeah yeah i think i saw her at the espies uh when we won the championship no yeah. one cares uh, but, but, uh, but yeah yeah no softball is huge and so like my high school girlfriend group played um and so i watched her mm-hmm. and kind of followed her career like with the national team and all this stuff and um I, when i was in the olympics in 04 i watched them win the gold medal uh we won the bronze no one cares uh, so, uh, but yeah no no softball is a, like it is a big deal and you know because of the title nine stuff that it, it's important for females to get involved in sports because you know, schools are looking to give, you know, scholarships out to females because yeah. not because just because, but you have to be good at it, Yeah. but they want, they want to help you out. They want to give you more money in terms of scholarship money. Mm-hmm. Well, well, in the schools now with softball and, and you know, you can speak on this mm-hmm. is that they, it's spreading when yeah. I like 10, 15 years ago, it was primarily yeah. West coast. Right. And, everywhere. Then it, and then it went to the Midwest because right. you used to have like of the nine pack, you know, pack 10 schools at the time, like like seven of them would be in the in, in the top mm-hmm. like like 15 mm-hmm. right ucla was dominant yeah. i was there with uh um you know there there's just a, bu- a bunch of girls uh we used to host them on visits mm-hmm. because that was like the big they were like the big school on campus, mm-hmm. our big big team on campus they were the best team like arizona basketball obviously is a big deal but if you look at tradition and history mm-hmm. coach candrea there at, at arizona no they had uh, a, a great great history i used to hang out at tony mascarinas that's one of my homegirls i'm giving them all, all the shout outs to the <laughs> softball girls i knew back then but <laughs> no we used to have a good time softball the softball girls were fun at arizona yeah. well even you talk about the sport growing i went to school in the midwest mm-hmm. i mean softball was a big deal there too melinda fisher i went to illinois state shout out missouri valley <laughs> um softball's a huge deal it's growing a ton melinda fisher was one of the most decorated coaches in yeah. softball history mm-hmm. there she's been there forever yeah. so you're seeing these more atypical sports mm-hmm. especially with women yeah well the, 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 more. yeah the title nine thing is huge yeah, yeah. uh with it swimming uh softball volleyball golf yeah. golf, golf yeah. especially yeah. um yeah we don't want to get into the golf arizona <laughs> annika sorenstam right now like we had, we had we had a real strong we had just arizona's just is an athletic institution more than it is an academic one. But I'm not St. Joe's. No. Can we have Joe's. one podcast where you don't talk about Arizona? Zero. We will have zero <laughs> podcasts. Zero podcasts. It always comes That's up. That's why I started it with Channing, so like he didn't get too annoyed because we could both talk about Arizona. But uh, dude, I don't want to keep you too much more, man. But um, I want to know though, how are you as a fan? Like as a parent in the I'm, stands. All the parents come to me and ask me how come I don't scream and yell, <laughs> and I'm like, because I'm a parent. <laughs> I'm here to support. So that doesn't stop other parents. I know, but, but they, they they don't have the same success that Jameer does. But so this, this is the thing. Like as an athlete, I'm not a screamer and yeller at my game. True. So so what I do is I like my, my kids. I won't say you need to do this. You should do that. I'll say, listen, if you want to work out, I'll send you. You know, we'll get you work or whatever. Um, I'm not gonna force you to do it. And at the games, I just sit there and be quiet. And and they ask, I say, it's not my I'm, it's not my game. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm here to I'm here to help them get better if they want to get better. And like I tell my kids, if you want to do something, you have to put 100 percent into it. Yeah. Uh, for me to put 100 percent into it. But if you're not putting 100, why should I? It doesn't make sense. And, they, and they've watched you put 100 percent into it. Yeah. That, and I'm gonna be honest though. I, I really I take you as like a fight the coach type of dad guy. If you're going to tell me, if you're going to sit here and We're back to boxing. If you're going to sit here and fucking lie to me and say that you I haven't had never. one moment where you were like, wait, what, did, what, what just happened there? You, oh, know, there what? No you know what? There was no parents. But see, people don't realize I grew up as a baseball player. 
so I know about baseball and softball, right? Yeah. That's my thing. So it's like, I'm also like, like a lot of these parents probably never played baseball or, or certain sports. Yeah. So they don't know like why the coach is doing this or why the coach is doing that. And I can be like, I can relate to it a little bit. And I do question some things. As a parent, you're like, <laughs> why is my daughter this or that or whatever? You, like ain't my, never, my, you ain't never had a moment with a parent or a coach that you felt like was doing too much and you like kind of let it slide, let it slide. And you're like, okay, now, one more, one more. I, one I, had, more. I had an issue with a coach that wasn't doing enough. Okay. Now my, my daughters are in a, a great situation. And um, my 12-year-old daughter, she, her, his, her coach is, like, phenomenal. Like, he runs it like a college practice. Yeah. And it's, like, timed and scripted, and he knows exactly what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's, it's fun to see them progress and, and become young ladies and, and, and love something other than, TV or iPad, you know, and, and yeah. we, we limit that as parents. We limit, like, during the week, especially during the school year, they don't watch TV. Yeah. I, limit I, the screen time. Yeah, yeah. I, I really limit that when my when my wife is home. When she's not home, it's do whatever you want. What, what do you want? Like Sesame yeah, that's, Street? That's the babysitter. The, the TV is the babysitter. Dance, dance. Like, literally, they can do the Elmo <laughs> dance, like, nonstop. But, like, I'll sit there and watch. Like, we'll both be on our iPads together until she gets home, then I turn everything <laughs> off and then like hand them a basketball. I'm like, let's go shoot. Like once you hear that, once you hear that garage door open, what happened? Oh, well, we just been playing ball uh, all day. Like he's, he's You're exhausted. confusing your kid, I can tell you that much. Oh, well no, he doesn't know we have the game, the don't tell mommy game, right? Like, you know, and he's still just learning words. So it's, it's not, it's not that, it's not that bad. Like he found, he found this uh, thing called uh, Ali Strom, her, uh, uh, she gave me these things called Tim Tams, which are like these English chocolates, like little things from Australia. So I ate a bunch of them or whatever, and they were in our room. He wakes up at like 8 o'clock. She's in the bathroom, and I see him like looking at the wrapper. He's looking at the wrapper, and he looks over and sees like one of them in the little case. Hmm. So he takes it out, and he's like, can I have? And I was like, go ahead. Sure, go ahead. <laughs> eat in the morning. Yeah. So he ate, eats it. And I was like, come on, come over here. And he's like, no, I want to go find mommy. And I was like, no. <laughs> Doing. I was like, and then it's just like, okay, at that point in time, like we've already, we've already, and so like he took a bite of it, and so there was one left, and I didn't want him to have both, so I take one. He's like, can I have two? I'm like, you got one in your hand right now, <laughs> and so he took that in, and I might have got a talking to, and I and I just lied and said I, I didn't see him grab it, I, I didn't see him grab it. I'm sorry, it was on. You knew where it was, it was on the counter, right, little snitch. <laughs> but no, 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 man, I know you got stuff to do, so I want to take you. I just felt like this was a, a rare opportunity to have two veterans who we played together, our lives have intersected in ways, like you said, anytime my name is mentioned, you get shipped away. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. and, I, and, and I'm gonna be really, really honest, every single time they've always asked me like what I've thought about you, and that's probably part of the reason why you've been shipped away. <laughs> <laughs> that's, probably, that's probably part of the reason. I appreciate why. your honesty. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, honestly, like... We, if we I, don't need him. No, if he's here, then I won't be the funny one. You know what I'm saying? On the team, and it, it just... You know what's just, funny? A lot of people think I'm really quiet. No, you're an asshole. <laughs> Duh. That was, that's how we bonded, right? We bonded. We even joked. We're like, well, yeah, when I retire and I'm going to start coaching, you know you're going to be there, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, that was the first thing. Because you didn't even... People didn't think the same thing about me. Right. Right? Until I started doing this and people kind of started saying... Like, I was like, I don't talk on the court. Right, I right. don't really talk to other people. I didn't play for a lot of teams at the time. So unless you had, a, like, a personal experience with me... You don't know. Right? You don't know. And you had no idea I was such no, an asshole. No, no. And because of that, Richard, it's one of the many reasons why we started Road Trippin', to get an inside look into what really happens on and off the court, what the personal side of professional athletes, for example, is all about, and really just make sure we are the ones telling our stories. 
course, we want to thank Jameer for dropping by. Although it wasn't for long, it was time well spent. For now, that's another edition of Road Trippin', Richard vs. Channing, hosted by yours truly. Until next time.